Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another week of the Press Next Podcast. I'm coming to you live from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yes, and I'm still in uh, the Triple D, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. We here. We back for another week. And listen, y'all, we tried. We really tried. We tried (laughs) to do a couple episodes at a time, but the show was so good. We binge watched the whole thing. And I swear we just had the episode talking about binging. I know, I know. But to be fair, we didn't binge it all in one weekend. It's been a week since we talked to y'all. So, you know, we watched two episodes a day and then just bada boom, bada bing. Exactly. We're done with Things the season. Happen. Uh, so for those who are brand new, first off, for those who came back, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you for uh, watching on YouTube listening wherever you get your podcast for those who are brand new we are a podcast where we discuss movies tv shows documentaries and how we relate to them how we connect to them and how they relate to real life uh so welcome in this episode we are going to be talking about you however this month still has been has, has been has been our fright fest so we are on our last week and y'all, I don't know if y'all can see me right now, but Katie can describe what I'm holding up because today's movie is this. Psycho. Yes, we've talked about this on our podcast before because when I bought it for him, but um, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, which is what Bates Motel is based off of. Indeed, which also lets you know that um, you're hearing this on a Wednesday, but we're recording this on a Monday. So, <laughs> well, by the time you hear it, um, we will be watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So yes. um, take if you have not watched the film every single day with us, go to our Instagram, um, get in our Facebook group or whatever, see our posts, see what we're watching, and just pick one of those films. Uh, so today is Psycho, tomorrow is Get Out or Us, so Jordan Peele Fest. Uh Wednesday will be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thursday will be the 2017 version of It. Uh, it. Friday will be Hocus Pocus. Hey Saturday, I'm excited for that. Saturday will be Hush, which I'm also excited for. And then, of course, on Halloweeny, we will finish it up with the classic, the ever so amazing Halloween Town. Yes. Okay. Can I ask you a question real quick before we get started? Of course. Um, what do you like better, Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus? Halloween Town. I think you know, I just like I, when I was a kid, it just resonated with me more because I was mm-hmm. always like a Disney Channel uh movie type of guy, right? Yeah, same. And um, and and it, you know what I'm talking about when it has a certain feel, right? Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like Halloween Town has that feel, right? Okay, more so- than Hocus Pocus does, but I fuck with Hocus uh, Pocus too. Yes, I used to think that, so Hocus Pocus used to be my favorite, and they're still very neck and neck, so I go back and forth, but I think, I think Halloween Town may be my favorite. Ooh, things are changing, things are changing. I I like Hocus Pocus, I'm I'm, I'm excited for both of them, I'm actually excited for this entire week, I'm gonna watch Psycho tonight, even though it's Mm -hmm. long as hell, Um, I think I'm actually gonna watch Us tomorrow, instead of Get Out. Okay. Because I haven't seen us um, as much as I've seen Get Out. 
Yeah, so I'm Get gonna Out watch we've that watched one. several times. Oh, yeah. I love Get Out. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, Which I'm, I'm not, excited about that because I picked it, but I haven't seen it yet. So, well, I've seen oh, nice. parts of it. Right, right. not all the I way feel through. Like it, Every time it's on TV, like I just catch like a. Just but I've seen it, it all the yeah. way through because like everywhere I've, uh, I've always been. Matter of fact, shout out to Stillwater because in Stillwater, um, they like show it every year. So when I was there working there, I would see it like every single year. Um, but I'm not too excited for it to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because because of the time that I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, it's gonna be you know what I'm saying. It's gonna be late at night. Yeah, is is. Yeah. As and much I'm as I like horror films, yeah. To, as much as I like horror films, y'all, the... and I'm this big, three hundred pound plus black black man, over six feet. These movies sometimes do be getting at your boy. I'll be trying to watch them early in the day so I have time to watch something else. And I try to watch them at night to set the mood. No, nah, because we know we got dark rooms. So but just... the difference between Corey and I is that I can watch something and I can go to sleep and I can just be asleep and I can, you know, put that out of my mind. Corey has very vivid dreams. And 100%. so that's what messes him up are the dreams. 100%. And if you have ever had sleep have paralysis problem. before... I don't play because mm-hmm. the things that I see on the screen is what I see when I have sleep paralysis. So it's like I gotta I gotta mesh my mind with other things. So y'all um, let us know: are you are you like Corey that can't watch scary movies at night, or are you like me unfazed? Now, give it a little bit of context. So I don't sound like too much of a pansy. I can no, watch certain just, scary movies. I just gave context. I know, I know, I know. Vivid dreams. I can, I can watch certain scary movies. It's a certain. It's some stuff that I either have you know, some sort of partial belief in or belief mm-hmm. in or like gory stuff, I can watch it and I don't care. Right. Uh, if if I feel as if it could be real, I'm not watching it at night. I'm yeah. not watching it at night. It's going to haunt my dreams. And uh, if it's got anything to do with God, which also or means demons, the realm yeah. of demons mm-hmm. and everything else, I'm not watching it at night because uh, anyway, that is the, the lineup for the week. Again, Psycho, Get Out or Us. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, It, the 2017 version, Hocus Pocus, Hush, and then, of course, on Halloween, we got to finish it off with Halloween Town. And we want to thank everyone who has at least watched the movie, participated in our engagement, in our quizzes, and things of that online. We have one more week. If you want to join, one more week. Just watch a movie, tag us in it. That's all we ask. I mean, besides, obviously, listening to our show. Mm -hmm. And giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and yeah. And maybe even supporting us uh, financially. But anyway, we don't ask for much. <laughs> um, and I will also say that um, by the time you hear this, my birthday will be less than a week away. Mm-hmm. And I'm finna turn up. I'm actually not finna turn up. But I'm just excited for it. I'm excited to be 31. Yes. Yes. I'm getting old. So November 2nd, mark your calendars. Reach Market. out to Corey. <laughs> and my two gray birthday. hairs. <laughs> yes, please <laughs> tell me uh, happy birthday. Okay, listen, without any further ado, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about you. Hey, that rhymed. And uh-huh. if you have not seen the show and do not want the spoilers, please don't listen. Spoiler but don't get mad alert. at us. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Hey, spoiler alert. Do not get mad at us. When we talk about you, <laughs> don't get mad at us. We'll talk about you. This is this is hilarious. Anyway, mm. don't Season get mad three. at us. 
Let's get into it. We're talking about season three. Let's get into it. We've already talked about episodes one and two. And Mm -hmm. girl. This was wild. Okay. First question I have for you. Okay. Off the top. Um, Let's go. Do you like this season better than one and two? Or how do you compare this season? We were talking about this at work today. How okay. do you compare this season to the other seasons? This, do you how go do first I and then I'll it. tell you what I think. Okay, this is how I compare it. One is going to take the, case, the cake almost always, and let me tell you why. It was so refreshing. Well, not refreshing. Mm-hmm. It, but it was new. Mm-hmm. There was a movement surrounded around it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we never knew we had the we had the the new characters we had to fall in love with the characters. So season one to me is always going to be top, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Season two was up there. It was really up there because Joe met his match. Mm-hmm. He met another crazy mother. You know what? Mm-hmm. This season, I legitimately thought this season was going to be Poochie's. Because it was just going to like craft on the love story. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. This, to me, this season is up there with season one. Mm, Okay. So this is what I said today at work. I said season one. And I think that season one, I loved it so much because I, I watched it. I never watch things as soon as they come out. Like I haven't even seen... Um, squid games like I am always behind on trends right and so when you first came out I actually found out about it I was scrolling through Instagram one day and an author that I like posted about the the show because you know it was a book first right so she was like hey my friend I think her name is Caroline I probably butchered that. Something yes. like that. <laughs> that's it? I don't know if that's it, but like I, th- okay. I know her last name is Kepnis or Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Something like that. Sorry. Um anyway, so it's based on her book and she was like, Hey, my friend, whoever, uh, wrote this book and now it's on Netflix. And I was like, Oh, let me check it out. And this was before it blew up, and so I was hooked. And I was like, is anybody else watching this? Because this oh, yeah. is insane. It got and a I'm cult pretty, following like that, you know? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure uh, I finished it in a couple of days. But, and then people started talking about it. And I was like, okay, this is great. I have people to talk about it with because this is insane. But I loved the first season because it, I, I felt like it was unlike anything else. I feel like we have a you know, every show's the same. Every show, every movie's the same or just a redone version of something else. And so I felt like this was so new and twisted and just captivating. I loved it. So season one, I rank it the best. Um, Then I rank this one. And then I rank season two, which I still liked season two, but I liked this one more. This one has so much... The reason it's... So... and. And I, I had to go back and watch season one because I, here's why I struggle. Okay. I recognize that we have a bias in season one because we tie it to such a nostalgic time. Mm. Right? Like, when you came out, just like you said, it had like a grassroots movement. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't like hot at first. People were watching it and were like, oh, this is this is hard. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Bridgerton. Remember, Bridgerton came mm-hmm. out and I feel like a lot of people weren't like watching it and then they started I still watching haven't it. Seen that. <laughs> right. But it had that like organic yeah. grassroots movement where it was like the old school um, word of mouth, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is like the Nightmare on Elm Street and let y'all know in a couple other movies, but specifically Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, they released it in like a small theater and every day it just kept doubling and doubling and doubling. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that when it, it was so good that people were like, yo, you got to watch this. And then there were people who watched it just to like not miss out. So I'm yeah. sure there's people yeah. out there who actually don't even really like the show, but they just want to watch the show just to not you know, be in the Oh, loop. 100%. Right. So w- I think the shock value of that season and the time that it happened makes it great. And I'm not saying it wasn't yeah. good. It was very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Season two was a little bit slower because they had to introduce really another so many characters, not well, even just so many, but you really had to develop love to become a main character. That's true. That is so, true. So it's Joe and love. It's not just Joe and then mm-hmm. these, these other characters It's Joe and love together. Right. And so I have to feel the way that I felt about Joe. I have to also feel about love. Right. So that's to me, it kind of kind of slowed the pacing down. This season, though, the reason why I like it is because they literally, literally did such a good job with both of their characters. So I didn't feel like anything got left out for any of them. Mm -hmm. And you see almost the duality of them switching. And, And the entire time, they're playing each other. The whole season. They're playing each other. Even though we have our, if you think about it, we see them playing other people and fixing problems, but it's problems that they created. And right. inside of their problems they created, they're still playing each other because they don't trust each other. Right. Oh so my gosh. They just like, insane. They really do. The amount of anxiety that we had over this uh, this show, y'all. There was so many times where we had to like distract ourselves because we was like, mm-hmm. I can't look at the screen. That my I know. I was like, high. I have to be on my phone right now because this is just stressing me out. Super stressing me out. I need to eat some Oreos. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need to do something. Where the ice cream at, man? Because this is stressful. So I agree with you. Season one, um, for not only it being good, but because of the nostalgia and the movement that happened. I'm not going to take that away from it. Mm-hmm. Season three, um, to me, is is if if not right up there, I mean like sniffing season one's ass. Okay. And then season two is like a, a regular season of a show to me. Okay. Um, Very good. That is my synopsis. So on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it then? This season. Um, this season. So this season on a scale of one to ten, I would give it. Mm, I'd give it like a seven and a half or eight. Okay. I feel that. I'm going to give it an eight too, because I think I'm going to remember more about this season than I've remembered about any other season. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I agree with that. This one's got some rewatchability to it. And I mess with that. And I love the new characters that they added in and the new town. And it's just, man, listen, when he, um, so if I can't, let me just give y'all a quick little synopsis. Where do we leave off episode two? I don't even know. But basically, so, go ahead. So season th- or episode three is where um, Matthew finds out about Joe or 
where he is on to them. And then Joe tries to go over and, you know, has the fever dream and oh, yes, the baby yes, yes. gets, uh, what, yes. what did the baby have? The baby had, um, he has some, he had measles? Measles, yes. He had measles. Yeah, some shit, mm-hmm. that shit. So obviously, here's a funny part. <laughs> this episode was most definitely a shot at the vaccine argument. Mm-hmm. 100% a COVID vaccine episode. Um, so they, I, I'm loving how shows are kind of cleverly sliding this in. Yeah. You know, because yeah. most people. It's not like, so blatant, which is. I I get where they're coming from, but also it's kind of annoying. Like with Grey's Anatomy, obviously. Oh, they had the whole season, right? Yes, everything. And it wasn't just about the vaccine, but it was about COVID in general. And I get that that's, it's a medical drama, right? And the medical field is swamped and we understand that. But TV is an escape from reality. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I, I, I do like that shows are including this, but at the same time, it's kind of like ugh, we hear about this all day, every day in the media, on social media, from our colleagues and friends. And it's just like, where can we escape? <laughs> you know, but I think that they cleverly did it in this one. Yeah, it was because it wasn't as like in your in front of your face. And mm-hmm. I guess that's a per- perspective I haven't really um, given enough thought to. But I can see where that would be like annoying um, if you're like, oh, I wanted to escape from that and get into this, you know. Right. Because um, you can almost like vicariously live your life through something else or like, <laughs> I understand this would never happen to me, but it's, it's kind of cool to watch. Right. Um, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, that so episode, that cool. they were definitely, the, the the kid got measles and so did Joe. Joe thought mm-hmm. he was vaccinated. Obviously he was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a fever dream and ended up, um, he was about to frame the husband. So this season three is almost, I mean, episode three is where it almost ends, right? Where mm-hmm. like, he's about to frame the husband. The husband would have went to prison, everything. They can live in the suburbs happily ever after, you know, have another kid. And I don't know, maybe it's going to be Rosemary's baby or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, Joe can't do it because Joe, this is the hardest thing, not for me to wrap my head around, but this is what I mean by you don't have to be, have like mental issues to kill somebody. Right. You, I'm just having a a revelation right now, an epiphany. <laughs> right now. It's, 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 it's all It's coming just, to you? It's coming to me right now. I can feel it coming over me. You know what I'm saying? A certain clarity. Okay. What a what an example to explain this. How many people out there are going to watch this show? A lot of people are not are going to understand Joe even though they think that Joe's a monster. Right? A lot of people are going to understand love even though they think that love is a monster, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can see how one could be driven to be so angry that they passionately kill somebody. Yeah. I can see how, uh, and that's what they both do, right? One is a little bit more impulsive. One is a little bit more thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But they both do it. Mm-hmm. I love you so much that I will kill for you. I'll do anything for you. Right. Joe's been doing this since he was a kid, apparently. Now we figured that out now. Joe's thing is um, he he killed somebody. Was it his mom or like his teacher? I can't remember. Or like it the counselor? School? Stepdad. Stepdad. I think he killed his stepdad because his stepdad was abusing his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and he shot a stepdad. And dad, stepdad, something like that. Yeah. And his mom then was like, I can't, you know, I can't message you no more. What are you doing? Uh, and Joe never understood that. Joe has always been a saver, a savior. Mm-hmm. And he never understood that. So now we get a little bit of insight on Joe. And it's just to me, when you get a little bit more context, it's going to help people understand that people, this is what people do. This is what I meant by humans behave. Mm-hmm. Mm, full so. Circle. Uh, speaking of a little bit more context, I thought it was interesting how we talked so much about the counselor and the counseling ses- sessions in episode one and two. And it seemed, yeah, it seemed like, you know, middle and end of the season, they just stopped going and we never heard from the counselor again. Well, the therapist. I think that's a good parallel to what life is. Yeah, I think a lot of no. times people go to counseling You're one on or something. two times and then they don't go or back again. Or until they, they, think they feel they, like they're better, yeah. Right, and they don't finish out their treatment. Right. So It's like taking antibiotics and feeling better and just, you know, stopping. Oh my stopping. God, what a, <laughs> and so kudos then to you. It comes back. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. This is a wonderful uh, analogy, right? Thank it you. Is you're building up some resistance because you're supposed to take it for seven days and your ass took it for three. Mm-hmm. And you think you're good. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting that we um, didn't hear from the therapist anymore. But that's great what you said. I mean, yeah, that's how life goes. That's how it be, man. And um, go ahead. Go go ahead. I was going to move on to something else. Oh, me too. What okay. you moving on to? Um, I was just going to say, so something else that we saw was the, um, so once the baby got the measles, the... Uh, I can't think of his name. Sorry. The guy, the father came up to the store and said, you know, sorry, our kids aren't vaccinated. We never meant to put your child in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And that's when love, you know, out of anger and just like, how, how dare you put my child in danger and my child's in the hospital fighting for its life. Um, she hit him over the top of the head. Where they at now? <laughs> what's the what's the place called? Mar-a-Lago? Um, Madre Vis- Linda. Madre Linda. Okay. She she at this point she already got two bodies in in Madre Linda. Right. They ain't mm. been there for not even a year. She got two bodies already. She killed the next door neighbor for thinking that they were sleeping with Joe. Now she killed old buddy for not vaccinating his kids and the kids. Well, she didn't kill him. Remember, oh, she knocked is, him this out. This is true. This is true. She knocked him out. and But we thought she did. And we were like, are you kidding? Joe just fixed your mistake. And then as soon as it kind of blows over, you knock someone else out. And mm-hmm. we thought he was dead. And then, you know, it showed him in the box. And unfortunately, he did commit suicide. So, yes, um, you he know. did. Because they outed him for some uh, a college scam. I thought that was like mm-hmm. a, a little shot there, too. Well, they didn't out him for a college scam. Not only a college scam. Their son did some dirt. Um, he likes to do things with women that he should not be doing. Mm-hmm. And the dad likes to cover it up. So, of course, the dad felt guilty, hung himself in the box. Um, so, body, that body, she got one and a half. I'm going to get that half a kill 
to <laughs> right. to, to love. She got one and a half at this at this moment. Right. They clean him up out there, get him out of there, make him disappear, do the suicide note. Um, do the suicide note. Make him the killer of the wife. Exactly. So it's a genius scam right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He committed suicide. We're going to make it look like he committed suicide because he killed old girl because he was having an affair with her and it worked. These people in Madre Linda ate it up. Mm-hmm. But Natalie's husband knew that there was still something off. There was Girl, still you something sound off. like you sound like you on um, a true crime podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Natalie's husband feels like there was still something off. It's true. So he was not going to stop until he, you know, got the answers that he was looking for and almost drove himself mad doing it. Oh, he but, definitely drove himself mad. Um, also, during this time, we see a little bit of romance between Theo and love start to mm-hmm. ignite. Yeah, this is um, classic, right? Both of them just want to feel the love that they they think they deserve, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is... Both so, meaning Joe and lo- love. Joe and love. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because both of them are so flawed in themselves Mm-hmm. They'll never be perfect for anybody because they think that the perfect person is just going to walk, come along, and there's going to be zero um, hard times. Conflict, yeah. There's going to be no conflict. And that means that you are the one. Right. So Joe is always going to be on the search for you. Mm-hmm. Because everybody he goes into and comes into is going to, there's going to be conflicts. That's relationships, that's a marriage, that's anything else, that's a friendship. There's going to be conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at this first side of conflict, they're both, you know, on the outs. So basically Theo is messing with love and they have like a, you know, a little relationship, a little thing, thing, a little situationship, mm-hmm. um, entanglement, An entanglement. <laughs> and Joe has fixated himself on the librarian. Mm-hmm. What's her name? She cute. I can't remember her name in the show. Um, but she has a daughter. She has a very abusive and dumb, uh, drug addicted ex boyfriend. But the ex boyfriend is very powerful. He knows everybody. He works for the media. He knows judges and everything else, so he can make her life a living hell. Uh, and so of course Joe wants to fix that because that's what Joe does, right? Joe likes mm-hmm. to save people. That's why he's fixated on her. So Joe exactly. reverts to the old Joe. Newsflash, is anybody surprised? Were you surprised? Mm, No, not at all. Well, you called it. You said she has something to do with it. You said that in the the first episode that we covered about this. 100%. What's her name? Marianne? 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 Um, We knew she was going to have a bigger part in this, and... We could kind of see his because Joe can't just be friends with someone. He has to be super like obsessed with someone. Right. Because friends sometimes like are nice and Joe takes that niceness as like, oh, she wants me. Right. Which she did. So that's fair. Um, Well, he he knew that he shouldn't have been doing that. (laughs) Right. And I honestly think that, like, Joe has, he has, like, this mystique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think 
I think in the beginning, I don't think the attraction that he had for her is what she had for him. Right. Her attraction for him grew through the actions that he did, yeah. the savior roles and everything else. So True. I, that's for all of them. I don't feel like it's the same with Joe. I don't think, think that people lie, lay eyes on Joe. And here's something to prove my point. People don't lay eyes on Joe and be like, oh, Joe is it. Right. It's these vulnerable people who Joe gets to spend time with mm-hmm. where he can manipulate them. And then they think as if like, oh, the help is actually like, great. I must like him because he's helping me or doing right. everything else. Well, you remember the he- next door neighbor? What did he? What did she say about Joe? Boring. These people, they don't love Boring. Joe. Joe make you love him. Right. No, that's fair. Oh, go ahead. You said these people. Um, but he also, you know, like sneaks into their house while they're not there and gets all this information. That way he knows that he can win them over. So very, ladies, very calculated. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies, ladies and gents, <laughs> this is why the friend zone is a dangerous place. If you are looking to put your friend or somebody who likes you in the friend zone, beware because you ain't doing nothing but giving him the scoop. Mm-hmm. That's why I used to tell all my young bucks, she put you in the friend zone. That's where you want to be, bro. That's exactly where you want to be. She going to give you, she going to tell you everything that she hate about this other dude and other guys. You just be the opposite. True. I mean, that's a good point. That's what and Joe that's do. exactly what he was. Yeah. Um. So we also saw the, so something that I didn't really understand or not that I didn't understand, but I felt like we could have gone without it was the men's camping trip. Like I, I get that it was showing that he could bond with someone, but they never really did anything with that, you know? So I don't, I didn't really see the point in it, I guess, unless you have a different perspective and can. I agree. I think it was two different things. I think the two things that I got out of it was one, it opened them up to the swingers conversation. Mm -hmm. That's number one. So we'll get to that later. I know swingers Mm -hmm. are like, Oh my God. Um, but yes, now I need to go back and see if there were any like pineapples right. in, this, in this show. I need to watch this show again and see if there was. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing is I think that that they really had to show that Joe accepts who he is, right? As mm-hmm. not being like there's Joe and then like there's this dark passenger. Shout out to um, shout out to Dexter. It's not Joe and this dark passenger. It's mm-hmm. just Joe. Right. And Joe hasn't sat with Joe to understand that this is who he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to push you to your peak. Let that peak out. It's okay for you to just let that peak out. It'd be smart about it. So it was like, it was two things. For me, I think it was going to open him up to a vulnerability later on in the show. Okay. To where somebody can see where his weakness lies. Yeah. Um, And maybe I haven't got that yet. I got to think a little bit harder on that one. And two... I think it really was supposed to show the bond between him and old buddy so that old buddy can carry and carry can report back to his girl. Oh yeah. I want Joe too. So let's see if they're, they're down to swing a little something. Well, and it was really touching that Joe, you know, it felt like he, he said, is this what it's like to have friends? Yeah. And that was super touching. And so I thought that that was going to go further and then he locked him in a box. So, (laughs) well, you had to like humanize Joe, right? Because at this right. point, you hate true. love. You hate love. That's true. In order to even grow your hate further for love, you have to humanize Joe and be like, you know what? Joe was actually the one who got a bad rap here. 
He's yeah. the one making all the sacrifices. He's the one. Joe caused all these problems. Yeah, you got a point there. But you, in order for you to feel, you got to be able to relate and say, damn, I, I, I can see where Joe come from on that. Mm-hmm. At least at this point in the story. And it wouldn't have been believable if, if um, what was the name again? Carrie. If Carrie and his wife approached them Sherry. about. Carrie and Sherry. Carrie and Sherry. If Carrie and Sherry approached them about swinging, it wouldn't have been believable without that bonding moment. I would have been like, he hates Sherry. Well, he does, but he wanted an open relationship because he wanted to be with Marianne. Right, right. But think about this. If, I'm talking about this moment in the woods. Mm. If this moment in the woods doesn't happen, remember, this is not his like group. He already don't fuck with them. Right. Every time, he think they weird, he stay on the side. So if this moment doesn't happen to where he's embraced by them and they see him as like somebody who's one of them, when Sherry and Carrie come to offer the the swinging night, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't believe it. How, how how did they come to how did Sherry and Carrie come to this conclusion? Something seems afoot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Now it seems like, and then we learn that uh, Carrie's bisexual. So now we learn that that Carrie has bonded with Joe and wants to be the the apex predator that he is. Sherry mm-hmm. has a thing for love as well. Mm-hmm. And so be, because now they have a bond and Sherry thinks she's been bonding with love, even though she's just been fake, they can, you know, open up their relationship and see right. if they can do some stuff. Now, now this was a great opportunity for Joe to be like, okay, this is perfect because mm-hmm. we have an open relationship. Then I can get the best of both worlds. This is true. However, does it turn out like that, baby? No. So we see the the night of the swingers, mm. <laughs> the night of the swingers. The so the swingers. we see the night where they are going to have this like foursome arrangement, and um, love can't handle it. She was the one who wanted this. She was all gung ho about it, and uh, Joe was like, no. Like, cause you saw when they were first talking about their arrangement and Sherry was like, is it okay if I do things with you, Joe? And he said, no. And love said yes. And Joe was like, are you sure? Because, uh, you killed the last woman who said that she talked to me. (laughs) Um, but love wanted that love wanted to change things up because she didn't want to lose Joe. And so she thought she could handle it and she couldn't. She got overwhelmed with everything and she shut down and she knew, you know, that was the first thing. And then they went back and and tried it again. And she knew just by the way he was looking that he was not thinking of her and that he was thinking of someone else. And so she lost it. Yeah, she, she went said, off. Hakuna Matata. Yeah, and so <laughs> they were downstairs. The other couple was upstairs, and she yelled out, I killed Natalie for you. And Joe was like, what the hell is wrong with you? There's people upstairs. Mm-hmm. They probably heard. Mm-hmm. And Love's like, oh, you think so? Joe's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Now we got to go upstairs and see if fight. they heard, because if they heard, we got to kill them. Because Love messed up the thing again she messes everything up goodness gracious so they go upstairs and sherry and carrie are trying to act sherry's not a good actor okay not even a little bit she tries she's to, holding her stomach she's holding her stomach she's, she's like just weird, weird they can tell right so they're like damn it it's like that moment remember in get out 
when he's like, give me the keys. Where the keys mm-hmm. at, Rose? Where the keys he, at, Rose? When he finally like recognizes, like, damn, it's going to go down. He's like, <sighs> that's what it felt like when uh, they were at their door and they're kind of looking at each other. And, and there was like this slight moment, this slight pause where everybody rec- in the room recognized it's about to go down. It's about to, it's about, it's to, about go to go down. down. Uh, and so <laughs> it went down and a long fight scene ended up where both Sherry and Carrie were knocked unconscious and now they go into the cage. Yep. Uh, and so they're placed in the cage for some time while Joe is trying to figure out what to do next. Um, mm-hmm. And um, here's where we see Love and Joe kind of switch minds, right? Mm-hmm. Love is becoming much more calculated with her movements and Joe is becoming much more impulsive with his movements. Because right. all the while, Joe is... Now told Marianne or whatever her name is, I'm leaving love. We're going to flee to New Jersey with your daughter. and We're going to start a new life. I love you. We're probably going to get married. They've had sex. So Joe is, have, is completely having another relationship. And he has told her all this stuff. On top of that, Joe went out on a limb and killed the ex-boyfriend of Marianne. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? He's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's an idiot because he didn't think this is why I say that they switched. Joe became impulsive and mm-hmm. made an impulsive decision to in that moment. And here's what we should have known. If you watch the season, the guy was always like one step ahead of Joe. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he was, he was crazy always too. one. Yes. He's very crazy. But see, crazy knows crazy. Mm-hmm. He's another Joe. That mm-hmm. was like a cool thing. He can he can get a spinoff show himself. The point was to say that there's more Joes in the world than you think there are. Right. And they recognize each other. He knew. Joe stalked mm-hmm. this man. And this man pulled up off the corner and was like, oh, you following me? And pretty mm-hmm. much was finna kill him. And then he let him go. But then Joe pushed him over the edge and went downstairs and stabbed him. Tried to make it look like a mugging. He even got saw by some, Like, he got seen by somebody. Uh, somebody walked out the gym and was like, oh, my God. And, you know, you can see the back of the figure. So I can say, hey, mm-hmm. the guy was like 5'8 or whatever. So right. Joe became impulsive. In the same time, love became strategic. She started mm-hmm. thinking about what to do next with Sherry and Carrie. She gave Sherry and Carrie a gun and said, if you want to get out, figure it out. Y'all say our relationship is so strong. Whoever kills the other person can come out free. I'll let you, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. So she's being smart about letting them solve their own problem, whether they're not. I don't have to worry about them if they're worried about themselves. Right. Let their let their relationship deteriorate. That's a Joe move. That is not a love move. Mm-hmm. At this at the same time, Theo's dad Theo puts it together that Marianne or the the his mom, his stepmom or whatever, got killed. Natalie. Natalie got killed by Joe. He thinks that Natalie was killed by Joe because he's he so And he thinks blinded. that Joe's a bad... Yes. Go ahead. He thinks Joe's a bad person. And he thinks... He's so blinded by love. Right. Blinded by love. Ha. Um, That he can't that see he that thinks, love killed Natalie. Yeah, he can't see that she's the crazy. crazy one. Yes. So his sad self goes into the bakery to tell love, oh my God, Joe killed Natalie. And of course... He has a key and he goes downstairs and he finds Sherry and Carrie in the cage. Mm-hmm. And they tell Theo, it ain't Joe mm-hmm. alone. It ain't Love Joe. crazy too. 
He goes back upstairs. Love walks in like, what are you doing? Um, and long story short, Love has to make, again, another logical decision. And she tries to kill Theo. She knocks him over the head. He falls down the stairs. She thinks he's dead. Theo is not dead. Um, but in his confession before he dies, or before he um, is almost essentially killed, he tells Joe that he has sex with Theo. I mean, mm-hmm. that he has sex with... With love. Love. Sorry. So many names. So now... Joe so, knows the secret. Yeah, Joe knows. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you die because I'm sick of love, <laughs> essentially. Right. I'm sick of her making all these rash decisions. So he drives Theo to the hospital. Um, and we find out that Theo lives. So, um, And mind you, Joe doesn't really kill people that he does not want to kill for mm-hmm. out of like out of love, out of what right. he believes love is. Right. And so he had a decision to make. He could either finish it. And you hear him talking about this with himself. He could either finish it or he could get help. So he helped this person. He did. He dropped him off at the hospital and then um, he starts to go home. Meanwhile, at home, Love is at home and finds Joe's bloody, (laughs) dirty shirt from when he killed old buddy. And Love knows what this means. Love knows that he is now completely 100% fixated on somebody else. He mm-hmm. does not care about love. And that he's he out of do, this marriage. He's out of this marriage. He will do whatever he needs to to go be with this other person. So she cooks her dinner. They come in and they have the they have the talk. And actually, it was very um it was very like cordial, you know, like mm-hmm. uh like I know my relationship's done, but it was very mature. Right. And he was like, I want a divorce. <laughs> yes. It was very mature. Like, typically, you know, somebody's cheating and stuff like that. What we see online and everything else is like screaming and yelling and get mm-hmm. the hell out of my house. This was very much so like, sit down. Let's talk. I'm mad, but let's talk. He's like, I mm-hmm. want a divorce. She's going hard. But then he's also like, don't sit here and act like you ain't been out here doing stuff. Oh, I know mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. What you talking about? And so mm-hmm. they're both unblemished. And she goes upstairs to go check on Henry. While she's upstairs, Joe says, I can't trust her. Let me grab this knife and put it under the you know table because she might come down here and try to kill me. Well, Joe also reveals that he knows about Love's first husband. Love killed her first husband. She doesn't admit it yet. She comes back downstairs and we don't get to see it, but she notices that the knife is gone. She knows Joe. She knows that Joe is going to take the knife. Again, mm-hmm. they don't trust each other. At the At beginning all. of the show, they planted two keys in the cage. Right. Right. So she tells a story about how she killed her first husband and it was an accident. She wanted to paralyze him temporarily. And Joe is like, why are you telling me this? And Joe finally realized that she got the formula right. Instead of making him eat the poison, he would get it topically from holding the knife and it sank into his nervous system and Joe became paralyzed. And Mm -hmm. love sends a message from Joe's phone, come to the house, it's an emergency. So we know it's about to go down. Love is about to axe up Joe's new girl. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Joe's about to axe up. I mean, love is about to axe up Joe's new girl. In front of him. In front of Joe and Joe can't even move. Right. How sadistic. Mm -hmm. Well, the girl comes over. Love invites her in. Love has... 
uh, like a little turkey thing behind her back. You know, the little, the little fork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she about to go hard on this girl. And you know what? Curiosity killed the cat. Hear me out. Instead of love just doing what she needed to do or wanted to do, she's asking all these questions. Why? Why Joe? Mm-hmm. Why? She needed that closure, air quotes. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, right before she's about to do the deed, the other girl's daughter knocks on the door and says, I need to go to the restroom. So let me ask you this. Yes. With her asking all those questions, do you... She was still going to kill her. So do you truly think that love loved Joe just in the best way she knew how to? Because... If she is capable of loving someone, do you think that Joe was the one? No, I think that her her vision of love and her understanding of love has been the same. She proved that with her first husband. She, quote unquote, protects who she loves. And if you make a mistake, she doesn't hold you accountable. She holds other people accountable for forcing you to make a mistake. And in her eyes, she thinks that that's, how, that's what's protecting her family. Because remember, family is like her big thing, right? Right. So do anything to protect her family, which is why she excommunicated her mom, um, which is a whole other topic for a whole other day, but it doesn't really fit in the, the time frame or the, the plot of what we're talking about right now. So I don't think that, I don't think that love understands what monogamous love is. I think yeah. love understands love differently than most people. And she thinks the way you do that is if you find somebody who you like a lot our feelings for you protect them so that nobody else can have them because you're insecure because you haven't felt that love mm-hmm. joe showed you something and you want to lock onto it you don't want it to leave this is the extreme version right this is separation mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. she just has a very extreme version of it and she doesn't think that her actions and this is how this is how wild it is she doesn't think that her actions are going to even further make the other person want to go right you don't th- I didn't want to, if I didn't want to go before, I definitely want to go now. Right. Fair. Okay. So the little girl walks in. Yeah. Little girl walks in. Love backtracks because the little girl is a, is a, a, you know, the the girl is a mother. She didn't know that. She was like, I can't believe I'm about to take a mother from her child. Mm -hmm. And because now she's a mother and she understands. Yes. She understands. She understands. She's like, I'm going to kill this mom, which is the same thing we saw about Joe and the dad earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. He goes to frame the dad. He can't frame the dad because he he connects with him, understands like, oh, Theo needs you. I can't frame mm-hmm. you. You can't mm-hmm. do that from his, behind a prison cell. So he didn't frame him. So again, we get the duality of them both being the same. Joe and Love are the same. They are interchangeable. They are the same. And um, Joe's new girl gives Love a wonderful message. Listen to that person inside of your head. Listen to that inner woman. Uh, and leave. If if Joe did any of the stuff you're saying, get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Why are you still here? It's not that simple. Oh, it's not. Okay, I get it. I was the same person. Don't make my mistake. Get out. Mm-hmm. So she lets her go. Thank God. I know. And I was like, whew, finally someone lived. <laughs> so then she turns her anger to the real person who she should turn her anger to, which is Joe. And she goes to kill Joe. She picks up his head, tilts his head back. She has a chef knife and she's about to slice joe's neck wide open 
an old clever Joe because now the anesthesia has um, the paralytic has wore off. Joe has paralytic of himself mm-hmm. in his pocket. He pulls it out. He stabs um, love in the leg. Because again, check, they do not trust. They don't each trust other. each other. And check this shit out, man. This is how beautiful season three is, man. Oh my god. Joe didn't mean to kill her. Just like she didn't mean to kill his fir- her first husband. Joe did not want to kill love, and he mm-hmm. ended up giving her too much. Love foreshadowed her own death. Mm-hmm. My mind is blown. Even yeah. though, like, I saw. No, that was a good it, ending amazing so now love is dead and that's the amazing brother amazing brother listen that's the whole thing about that love is dead not love the person but we're talking about love the show between them love is dead is dead it's over it's done joe is never going to find it because he always f's it up Mm -hmm. love is dead joe leave it alone so of course joe finds a way to get out of it he writes a suicide note Mm mm-hmm um, to where it looks like it's a murder suicide. He cuts off two of his own toes. Ugh, I hated that part. Two of his own toes. To make it seem like his body was there. Mm-hmm. And he got burnt up in the fire because he set the house on fire. And man, the people of Madre Linda ate that up. He left Henry at the babysitter's house. They adopted the, uh, Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did the one thing he Which, never wanted to do. I know, but thank goodness because Henry deserved better. Of course, of course. Uh, and and the body keeps the score, so I'm sure Henry's gonna have to deal with that trauma at some point in his life. Yeah, of course. Um, and then we see that he is off to find the girl he had fixated on, mm-hmm. and we think he sees her, but he doesn't. And now he is in Paris, France. Mm-hmm. So, what is next for for you? I don't know. Season four. Will y'all be watching season four or are y'all kind of over it? Now I'm over it. Because I've heard from people that they're kind of over it. It's just the same thing. Every season, just something it, different. That's why I'm over it now. So this is why um, Netflix, if you are listening, in the show. Mm-hmm. Cut off the lights. Send everybody home. It's a wrap. Um, you know, give everybody their, 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 their applause. I think- yeah, I definitely think that now is a good time to end it because yes. we've already seen, you know, we he just wrapped up a relationship, right? Yes. So he, you know, is a whole new person now. A two season long relationship. Right. So I think that now is a good time to end it. <laughs> because now we're about to be back at season one, Joe. Nobody cares right. to watch we're season one, Right, we're just going to revert back and yeah. then it's just going to be over and over. We've seen that. But we, and the thing is, we already know what Joe's going to do. The, right. the implication is Joe is going to be Joe. So I know that right now, if Joe was a real person, he's probably in Paris somewhere trying to find Stalking somebody. Someone. Yeah. Right. So I don't need to see another uh, season of you. Shout out to the author. Shout out to the writers. Shout out to the director. Shout out to everybody who was a part of this show. End it now. It was a mm-hmm. great show. Wonderful three seasons. People are always going to binge watch this. Please let it go. I hope Agreed. everybody agrees. I hope everybody agrees. Um, and I okay. think that also, I think there's only three books in that series too if i'm not mistaking oh uh, you if katie will probably read them in a day you know how she is well my book club read you but i didn't uh did they complain about how the, t- the show is not like the book no yeah there's only three okay well hopefully it ends like that and there are no more seasons because honestly 
don't don't beat the the cash cow. We don't care anymore. Right. We're getting so tired of the duplicates. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, I'm. That's why I'm somewhat excited to see um, one night in Soho or last night in Soho. Last night in Soho because it, it, it seems it seems different. Yeah. It's a different story. Um, there's another movie coming out. I'm like, this is a different story. I kind of like it. The one with the right. black phone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. yes, we tired of the remakes, bro. I know that everybody that needs one money. Looks very good. We tired. Okay, tired of the remakes. We don't want to see Agreed. no more remakes. Agreed. Anyway. All right, season over. What character did you love the most? Who did you hate the most? Character I loved the most. So, <laughs> still love the therapist. Um, uh, I I really like the librarian a lot. Like I know that. I'm gonna find her damn name. Keep going. Marianne. Is it Marianne? Okay, go ahead. Marianne. Marianne. I, I thought know. her name was Peach. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it looked like Peach from the first season one, right? Um, so I did like her, even though uh, she was messing with a married man. But I don't know. I liked her, and I liked that she. I like how how it ended with her and how she, you know, told Love, "You need to get out." And so, um, I liked that. I I person i hated the most is gonna be a joe in love of course because they cannot get it together but you know i'm surprised because last time i did say sherry and my thoughts on sherry changed. changed they changed because i think we saw her evolve more we saw that she's more than just a momfluencer you know like we saw the actual bond between her and her husband and i think that that i I liked seeing them in the cage. That sounds so twisted, but I liked seeing them because they never turned on each other. Like they, but, but listen to what I'm saying. Like they, they communicated longer than most people would have in that situation. Right. So they, they kept talking about their feelings and you know, you're at a, yellow right now i need you to give me green or whatever um and of course tensions got high and you know he was trying to shoot the the lock off the door and it ricocheted and hit her ear and she got mad about that so she tried to graze his leg and ended up shooting him in the leg Mm -hmm. and you know but nevertheless they persisted and she was like they don't trust each other there's a key in here somewhere and so you know they made it out and then of course (laughs) they capitalized on that um but i think that it showed how strong their relationship was so i think that you saw this couple that had a skewed version of love and what love meant with joe and love and then with them you saw uh something that was a true bond because they could communicate with each other. So whereas with Joe and love, you saw the lack of communication with Carrie and Sherry, you saw nothing but communication. A hundred percent. And, and, and it changed also, I think it's it. So the reason why my ideas for Sherry changed is because she explained her, her, the reason why she's a mom influencer. It's the only control she gets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and that. I kind of felt like, wow, it was great. I, like it's a great, uh, perspective to have to to mm-hmm. let people know this is what I can control. I can control 
what you get to see. You know what I'm saying? Of, of me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like is what a lot of people try to do. Right. And so I understand that. I, I get that. It's still annoying, but I get mm-hmm. that. Because I honestly think that like you just be yourself. But I understand it 100%. The other thing is a lot of things about their relationship to me signify the true love because or you know the love that Joe and 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 uh and love want because they're willing to do things that most people are not willing to do in mm-hmm. order for them to stay connected, stay together and everything else. Mm-hmm. So the swinging thing that came out of their their marriage being in trouble. Mm-hmm. And they figured out that it helped fortify their marriage. Right? Mm-hmm. Be, them being in the box and working out everything, it, it's, just, it's the same. Coming up with different right. plans. And so to me, that signified that if there's a takeaway from Sherry's relationship with Carrie is that love doesn't always look the way that you think it looks. Right. But as much as it looked different for most families and most relationships, it was patient. It was kind. It was love between two <laughs> it people. Was love. It, it was love. And it showed what commitment can be for some people. So yeah, interesting. Absolutely. I, um, I have a question. Okay. How do you feel about Theo? I think that he's just young. Do you knock him for having a relationship with a married woman? Like you knocked, uh, Oh, yeah, I do. I do because I, I, um, you know. Come on. I know. This is, this is a good thing that you pointed out. I didn't look at it as that, but uh, this is tough. Okay, so I didn't look at it as that, but it is the same. Um, I think that instead of placing blame on them, the blame needs to be placed on Joe and love. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Because of course, you know, they're the ones in the committed relationship and took vows towards e- to each other. Um, I think that he's young and naive. So I think that everything that he was feeling for love, of course he didn't really know her. Right. right. So he didn't know the, the sick version of her so (laughs) i'm sick uncle bernie i'm sick (laughs) i think it's just young and naive okay i feel you i would agree on all the characters that and i'm but i'm glad he lived oh i'm glad he lived for matthew's sake right because it would be terrible for him to lose his wife and son because he was already spiraling right um you know, remember when we said, um, remember we had an episode where we were talking about would you break the law or is it okay to like bend the rules and ethics and stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you think we saw a little bit of that with Matthew? Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we were okay with it. We like, we understood. As a viewer, we understood like. We understood because he was trying to figure out. Because, you know, if your spouse died, you would try to do everything to make sure that the person who did it was brought justice some sort of justice yeah right he had an opportunity to kill joe and he didn't right exactly and so this man said i hope hope you get whatever love does to you (laughs) or you deserve whatever love does yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) so i think that that it's it's interesting to see what you will do for someone you love 
Mm. and how nothing else seems to matter for people that you love. Sometimes I wonder where I've been. Oh, okay, well, bad. Y'all don't know that one, man. What you won't do for love right there. That's a classic. Uh, anyway, the last thing is, what is your biggest takeaway from the show? Communicate. <laughs> but honestly, like watching this, I was like, if y'all, if they just talk to each other and let each other know what and the honestly, other was thinking. Right. And just be vulnerable with each other because neither of them trusted each other. Neither of them would be open and communicate everything that love was saying you heard internally joe was disagreeing with and then he would say oh yeah i I would love to do that like just tell her you don't want to do it and i know it's not that easy because of the things that she would do in retaliation but i think that being open honest and vulnerable with people because here's going to get you further than anything else. A hundred percent. And honestly, if Joe would have just said, this is the wildest thing. Love would have let him do whatever. And so she could have found somebody too. And Joe wouldn't have gave a damn. Like if right. Joe was like, honestly, the reason I didn't kill you is because of Henry. And mm-hmm. that's the only reason why you're alive right now. I don't actually care for you. I'm actually like this other person and I would like to be with them. Uh, love would have had her little whatever about it, but then she also would have been like, I want to pursue love too because it feels good what Theo's giving me. And they could have still been together for Henry or whatever else. They could have mm-hmm. had like some sort of open marriage, open relationship, mm-hmm. but they didn't communicate that. Um, so I would agree with you as much as like, oh, you didn't take away murder or anything else? Like, of course, like obviously Joe's wild, <laughs> love is wild, and those are the extremes of the relationship, but it's always been about communication and honest communication Mm -hmm. about how you feel how you want to feel and what you want out of this relationship and things Mm -hmm. are going to change there was there was definitely times where remember joe would have like flashes of who he fell in love with and he was like oh my god i really love this girl Mm -hmm. and then you'd wake up and be like i actually kind of hate her Uh, true and that's that is honestly that's a relationship there's going to be days you hate your partner i don't say hate there's going to be days where you (laughs) i was like hey no, 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 there's going to be days where you really just like your partner sometimes has nothing to do with your partner. Right. Um, and there's going to be days. annoying you. <laughs> yes. And there's going to be days where you absolutely adore them and they could do absolutely no wrong. No wrong. The thing is, that's the relationship. There's ups and downs. Take it all in stride and continue to communicate and love each other. Otherwise, your love will be dead like in the end of the season. So... Ooh. Good, good season. Please go yes. watch it if you haven't watched it. Let us um, know what you think. Yes, and let us know what you think. If we had a good breakdown or not, or if you want to add your own thoughts, please let me know if we missed anything. Uh, I thank y'all for staying through this episode. Staying, mm-hmm. staying through, staying through this episode, talking about you. Please remember, watch one of those Halloween movies. We'll be back next week, and we'll be in. Uh, the month of November so we will talk about that and we'll catch up on some stuff so follow us on all of our social media platforms press next podcast on everything except Twitter press next pod um, and so we'll, we'll give updates there and yeah man what you got Katie Church announcement yeah announcement? so nope just anytime you're watching uh, you or made mm-hmm. or <laughs> anything yeah. else on netflix and ask are you still watching always press next press next we will see y'all bye y'all